How you doing? Gonna be a quick show tonight because let's be honest, nothing's happened this week. No major important topics, no verbal tirades, verbal diarrhea, you know, dogs being rescued, people being bitten, nothing like that. Welcome to Wrestling with Egos, where I promise you this week we are going to take a bite out of the big one burning topic going on this week in professional wrestling. My name's Patrick. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this week's episode, whether it be on, uh, whether or not, whether you're watching us on the YouTubes or you're joining us on any of our podcasting platforms, Apple, uh, Apple, Google, Anchor, Spotify, Intergalactic Radio. Thank you guys so much for making this, this episode of Wrestling With Egos. One of your destinations for wrestling talk, info, entertain, infotainment, info, infotainment. We're the worldwide leader in sports infotainment. I like that designation. I I I literally pulled that one off the off the top of my head, and I like that. The voice that you just heard would be that would be that of my best friend Brian. I am joined by him and our boy Isaac each and every week, gentlemen. How goes? It goes, and I need to correct your opening statement by saying that, you know, something rather large happened in the world of professional wrestling, and it's, we're here to unpack it and it, spin it forward. B, it's called sarcasm. I know, but 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 for our, our dear listeners who might not have had a chance to digest everything for themselves i need to let them know oh my god there's something very important we need to talk about oh but we are still digesting this this is we are almost a week removed from it and even the ones that know are still digesting it so let's get right well here's what we're gonna do really quick i'm gonna open let's see what do we got we got 11 cans of eucalyptus mineral water and i'm gonna eat a muffin while I'm talking during the show, and I'll I'll also rip the 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 bloody athletic tape off of my wrists and spike it on the ground while I'm making my points. If if that's okay with everybody. God, I, Isaac, I'm really sick of working with children. He's <laughs> uh, sick. So with Brian, I'm working with I'm working with children. With Isaac, I'm dealing with an empty empty headed F. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, and for please those, hammer. Don't hurt him. Well, well, well. First off, Isaac knows I don't mean that. I'm literally ripping words out of the mouth of one Phil Brooks, also known as CM Punk, because unless you have been hiding under a rock this week, short, immediately after the conclusion of All Out this past Sunday, in which CM Punk defeated John Moxley to become once again the AEW World Champion. He was a part of the media scrum that AEW likes to hold at the end of all of their pay-per-views. And instead of talking about the show, instead of talking about anything about the match, the way that AEW is progressing, without even being prompted, he goes into a 12-minute long tirade about Colt Cabana. Yes, the same Colt Cabana that used to be his best friend. The same Colt Cabana that he has had legal issues with. 
and then parlays that into taking shots at the empty-headed F known as Hangman Adam Page, and also the EVPs that are just standing up for their friends. This leads to an altercation backstage in which both of the Jacksons, also known as the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, um, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, Christopher Daniels, CM Punk, and Ace Steel were all in an altercation. A chair was thrown, punches were swung, Kenny Omega tried to get CM Punk's dog out of the way and got bitten for his trouble, not by the dog. More or less, a big gigantic schmoz, because as, as the late great Stuart Scott would say, somebody said something about somebody mama. And what we are now looking at, by the way, let's real quick, also during All Out, we crowned the inaugural AEW World Trios champions, the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Surprise. Leads to this past Wednesday on Dynamite, where we announced that there will be a tournament to crown a new AEW World Champion to culminate at AEW Grand Slam. And we had a match between Death Triangle and, uh, and Best Friends to determine the new AEW Trios Champions. Which, in case you're not putting one to one together, that means that, the, that Kenny and the Elite and CM Punk were stripped of their championships. To this moment, we do not know what the fates of any of these people, whether they're just suspensions, if somebody's gotten fired. Things of that nature. We do not know. All we know is that there were zero mentions of any of the people involved in this brouhaha on uh, on Wednesday and probably will not be tonight on uh, Rampage either. I didn't watch because the Braves had a very late first pitch in Seattle and I'm watching that as we speak. It's two nothing Braves. Um... I thought we would do it this way. Instead of doing what everybody else and their brother is doing, let's which is let's talk about it and let's let's analyze everything. I think the title of tonight's show is simply what would you do? And I don't mean what would you do if you were CM Punk or Kenny or the Bucks or A Steel or anyone else. What would you do? If you're Tony Khan, if you're the one sitting at that table while CM Punk is taking a flamethrower to your entire promotion and making you look like an absolute doofus, what would you do and where would you go from this point right now moving forward for the betterment of your company guys we really want you guys to get involved in this conversation feel free to tweet the show at wrestling x egos you can also email us at wrestling with egos at gmail.com um isaac you're up 
what would you do? Six months to nine months suspension. Big fella, is there any way you can speak up a little bit? You are hella quiet. I'm sorry. Let's let's start this off the way it needs to start off. Six months to nine months suspension for everybody. I'm not discriminating. I don't care if you're an EVP. I don't care if you were the former world champion. I don't much know. I don't care how much clout that you have. I don't care, period. If you were involved in that stuff, bye. Sit on the sidelines. Get yourself together. Whatever you got to do, I don't care. But you are making us look bad. You are making us horribly look bad. Now, we can sit here and talk about it, but the other promotion put on a pretty good show when I went over to uh, to uh, to uh, what's his But now here's your chance to put yourself back into to the good graces of everybody and show some great, fantastic wrestling. Did they do it? They messed up. They dropped the ball. They messed up. Here you are, your best guys. You know, the guys that are anchoring your entire company getting into a skirmish over probably something stupid. I don't know what it was. I don't know if somebody said something about somebody's mama or if somebody said something about somebody's wife or somebody said something about whatever. Whatever it was, drop it. You need to sit to the side and take some months off and figure it out. That's what you need to do. Don't sit here and cry. Well, I, I he, he, no, I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear what had happened was. I don't want to hear that either. What I want to hear is that you're off to the side and that you're figuring it out. And then when you come back and you prove to Tony that you're ready to come back and that you've evolved over that stuff and this is not going to happen again, then maybe you come back in a minute. But until that time, zero tolerance for everybody. We're not playing this game anymore. And you just, he like, he's losing millions over you. It's your fault. You go over there, sit in the corner, and when you're ready to come out of the corner, you let me know. That's what's up. So, Brian, I know earlier today uh, you and I were discussing um, personal matters, uh, uh, personal matters in a uh, phone call that led into us discussing our show. It wasn't necessarily our pre-show meeting. It was a meeting of two people trying to schedule birthday celebrations because both of us have a birthday within the next seven days. Um, Send your cards and letters to wrestlingwithegos at gmail.com and we will happily accept them. Yes, very much so. We'll also accept cash. Cards? <laughs> Yes, gift cards, cash. Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, because I want to try that mango pineapple refresher. I haven't had a chance to yet. I have, quite. But we digress. Yeah, but you know what else is good? Triple Jam from Blake's Hard Cider. The unofficial sponsor to my show tonight. For the record, when this one's empty, it's going to be sponsored by Strawberry Lemonade from Blake's Hard (laughs) He's got 12 cans just lined up on the thing. I only have two tonight. I only have two. Um, All the varieties of Blake's. 
I am trying desperately to finish out the uh, the mass of uh, of summer seasonal beverages that I have uh, accumulated uh, uh, because of work because fall, because fall stuff just came in and there's some really good fall stuff. <laughs> Holy crap! There's some really good fall stuff. Anyway, moving right along. B. You and I both discussed that we probably have similar thoughts. You are going to be more concise and more intellectual savior-y, and I'm going to be very ramp mode on and very scorched earth-y. I default to you as to whether or not you would like to, you would like to either hit second or even though it'd be hitting third, that cleanup. I'll I'll go now. Okay. Um, because You've I said warned, that, gentlemen, you have been warned. Yeah. I said in that phone caller today that my take on this was going to surprise you. Um I have admired Phil Brooks's work wherever he's been, for better or for worse. And I've looked the other way when his foibles were brought up. Um, because I've, I've thought, you know, he, he's a renegade, he's getting out there and he's actually saying what he feels and he's not going to let somebody write a promo for him and tell him what to say and tell him how he should feel and stuff like that. But I cannot think of another example of a wrestler who tarnished and squandered so much goodwill that he had built up over the past nine months when you compare it to the, the, the most recent three months that CM Punk has done. If I am Tony Khan, I know there's a couple issues at play here. CM Punk is injured again. The, the, the word on the street is he tore his triceps during the match with Moxley. And so for legal reasons, he can't do anything with Punk until he's healed up because it would be a breach of contract and that sort of thing. Triceps muscles tend to take about seven to nine months to heal. So I'll let you do your rehab. I will continue to pay you while you do your rehab. As far as CM Punk is concerned, however, because of the way that he sat there next to me on that dais and brought up things that had nothing to do with the event that just happened as if I wasn't even sitting there. It's conduct detrimental to the promotion. So I am coming to terms with you on your release. I will thank you for everything you've done for our company because those first, as I said, those first nine months from last summer till 10. Yeah. Those, I, yeah. No, you're being generous. No, I, and, and I'll, I, I might go into it a little bit deeper in a minute here, but those first nine months of your run with us was fantastic. You got a lot of eyeballs on the product. You sold out a lot of arenas. You sold out Chicago numerous times, but the, you had people chanting for you everywhere you went, pretty much. You had bonkers feuds with Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston. Um, you wrestled young guys, up-and-comers like Lee Moriarty and Powerhouse Hobbs and stuff like that. You wanted to go with Hook and so on and so forth. But... I don't know. I, here's what I can't respect about the man anymore. 
Do I carry grudges? Yeah, sometimes I do. And sometimes I have a hard time letting things go. But I don't walk around broadcasting it to everybody within earshot of me. I keep it to myself. That was not the time or the place to air your gripes about what reporters are talking about or what Matt and Nick Jackson might or might not be talking about behind your back or what Kenny Omega might or might not be talking about behind your back. You are not running the promotion. Unfortunately, Matt, Nick, and Kenny are running the promotion to an extent because they have the executive vice president title. So in my opinion, if I'm Tony Khan, Punk is gone once he's healed and we come to terms on his release because I've just decided he's not worth it. Because I look around at the rest of my locker room and I look at all the people, both established guys like Jericho, Moxley, uh, the Bastard Pack, um, you know, MJF is back now. Oh, by the way, MJF is back. I mean, good luck burying that story. Time out, time out, time out. How effed up is this? Literally, MJF returns, wins the casino battle, casino ladder match, has a guaranteed shot at the AEW World Championship, and right now nobody gives two shits. And that's another reason why. I've got a ready-made moneymaker angle, and it's stuck in neutral now. And that, to me, is unforgivable. But I look around at all the talent I have, and I can't help but think, you know what? We'll be just fine. And I haven't even mentioned the elite yet. I tend to agree with Isaac a little bit that they, as EVPs and powers that be in that company, should be able to handle their business a little bit better than trying to allegedly kick down a door, knock down a door, and and do stuff like that. We should say, we need to have a conversation about what you think is going on here, and we can air it out like gentlemen. So I think I would suspend Kenny and the Bucks and the the other bit players for three months because I like to think they have a bit of a track record with me of this is the only time that I'm aware of that they've acted like this. But I think CM Punk, unfortunately, has reached the point where the returns are diminishing and he's not worth the trouble. And we have all these other wonderful people who excite everybody and have people raving about them. Brian Danielson, Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker. The list goes on and on. You know, best friends. We get on every week and we rave about them. FTR. Yes, how could I forget FTR? I'm sorry. I knew I was going to leave somebody out. Um, The acclaimed. You know, everybody's doing bonkers work. And CM Punk went scorched earth. And made everybody forget about all of it. So I, I've i just come to the realization, unfortunately, that he is not worth the trouble anymore. And I'm beginning to wonder, in all honesty, if he ever was. I'm beginning to wonder if there wasn't some truth, you know, to WWE's point of view when they let him walk in 2014. And maybe we even circle back farther than that. Maybe there was some truth to Ring of Honor when they let him walk. Fine. You want to go sign with WWE? Go ahead. So that's my two cents about it. I say, you know, to sum it up, Punk is gone once he's healthy, and I'll come to terms with him on his release. Three months suspensions for everybody else. Maybe Nakazawa and Cutler a little bit less because I don't know, you know, they're probably bit players on us. They were trying to break it up from what I hear. So that that's my take. And it and it's it kills me to think that way. It really does. I, I take no joy in what I'm saying, but 
I, I also, and Isaac, this is kind of what you said. I have to send a message as the man in charge of the company that this is not the Wild West. You know, you are not free to just go around and handle your business any way you see fit. If you have a problem, we mediate it, we talk it out, we come to a conclusion, and we move forward. This is not the way to handle it. And it's certainly not the way to handle bringing something up that happened, what, 13 years ago now? I mean, how many? How much can you still be sore about it to keep bringing it up and railroad a press conference? I don't Clearly. understand. Clearly quite a bit. Clearly. This muffin, by the way, is really good, guys. I mean, you, you need to go to the... That was the one thing he did that I liked. He was, he was you know, pumping up that bakery in Chicago. And I thought that was nice. I'm like, because full disclosure, the first time I watched the scrum, I wasn't sure what I was watching. I wasn't sure why he was taking that direction. I probably watched it three times before I realized what he was doing. And then I paid attention to Tony. And Tony had that deer in the headlights look like, I don't know what's going on here. And what's worse it's live, you know, we're live, pal. I don't know how to stop it. I can't rein him in. I have to let him speak his piece. You know. Rein him in? You're not the owner of the friggin' company? I don't think he knew how. I, 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 I legitimately think he froze and he got gun shy and he didn't want to cause an even bigger scene because maybe he knew what was about to happen. Clearly he can't. Clearly he does, clearly he does not have the wibbles enough to go, hey, Phil, shut the fudge up. Right. You are, you know, stay in your lane and shut up. Because I, I can't think of an example of some of this happening in Connecticut. No. Because I will give them credit for one thing. They keep the drama by and large in-house, you know, so you don't ever hear about dust-ups. Or if you do, it's years and years and years and years later. Here's so. Isaac, go ahead, because I'm going to be honest. Once the floodgates open, fair. <clears throat> well, that's not always true. And if we go back and we start sitting here and talking about Edge, Matt Hardy, and Lita, that got out. That's fair. I mean, what I'm saying is, I I would have to do the research and really he, unpack it. He said, for the most part, okay, that doesn't mean hundred percent of the time. I want to point out something before I open the floodgates. The biggest drama going on in WWE right now concerns Sasha and Naomi. And the longer it goes, the longer I call bullshit. And here's why. Don't you think either one of them would have said something by now? Yeah. Radio, quiet forever. Radio freaking silence from both Trinity Fatu and Mercedes Vernado. Their real names, that, 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 that's their government names, boys and girls. Nothing. Radio silence. And in this particular case, silence speaks volumes. Because if they were pissed off about something, if they were had an axe to grind, I very much believe that Sasha Banks would be the type of woman that would say something. And let's not sell Trinity for Fatu short either. I mean, oh, I'm not saying she wouldn't either, but of the two, I would true. put my name fair play Sasha to uh, to go first. 
Sasha would be more like me. Trinity would be more like you. Um, yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, Sasha would be, Mercedes Vernado would be the one going scorched scorched earth, which is about to happen on this show, boys and girls. Um, Brian, you got anything else? No, I've spoken my piece. Let's just say that you're not going to hear much more from me on this show about being a CM Punk apologist because I, I've reached the point, even I reached the point eventually where I just can't explain behavior like that away. I mean, the the championship was sitting right there in front of you, uh-huh. and you didn't even you didn't even reference it. Nope. You didn't even you know you didn't even talk about what a great match you had with Moxley and give him credit. You didn't even talk about the fact that MJF came out. Now I, I, I got a big rival coming up. You know, I've gone to war with him before, and I guess we'll do it again. He had zero interest in what he was there to actually do. Nope. He had one interest in mind, and that was the interest of his own. Mm-hmm. I want to take you guys back years ago to a promo that happened in WWE. CM Punk sitting at a table. I believe John Laurinaitis, the executive vice president of talent relations, was on the show along with um, what was in the ring, along with one Triple H. And Triple H cut this very scathing promo on CM Punk and used this phrase. You talk about change. You talk about being a catalyst for change. But the only change you want is is change that makes you the top guy. Damn it to hell. Triple H is looking like the smartest man in the history of professional wrestling over the course of the last 60 days. Because damn it, if he were, if he didn't hit that one on the nose right off the bat, if he hasn't turned around the fortunes of a company that was putting out god-awful television product just like that. Let's go back to a year ago, last August, when we were sitting in our, in our respective living rooms and we were watching the, the, the first dance. We were watching the debut in AEW of CM Punk. And I believe I used the phrase, hell froze over. This is a, a, this is a hell that should have never come out of hiding. Because I can't believe I'm about to say this. Paul Levesque was right. Just like RJ was right all along about so many other things, Triple H was right. Paul, Phil Brooks cares about the business of Phil Brooks and his wife. That's about it. He doesn't give a blind damn about professional wrestling. Hey, can I be honest, boys and girls that are massive, as Brian used the phrase, CM Punk apologists? He probably doesn't give two shits about you guys either. Because clearly, if he did, he would actually talk about the product. No. He talks about his own grievances like he's trying to cut. He's he's talking about airing his own grievances like he's trying to write Taylor Swift's next album. Thank you, Brian. 
Thank you for that. So here's what I'm doing. Kenny, the Bucks, Cutler, Nakazawa, especially Cutler and Nakazawa because they were probably, from all accounts, seemed to be the ones trying to somewhat play peacemaker even though they were having their buddies back. The Elite, three months. Go sit your ass over there. Christopher Daniels, he's the um, talent relations guy. He better have been playing Peacemaker, otherwise he's gone. Uh, I honestly don't think I would sit, do anything with Christopher Daniels because he's probably doing his job. A Steel, because he's the one that bit Kenny Omega. By the way, he's also the one that dropped an F-bomb on live TV a week prior. Gone. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Get the hell out. And Phil Brooks, I've already come to terms on his release. Don't worry. We will still take care of you while you were rehabbing. But once you are cleared, piss off. Because Vince McMahon would always say that no one is bigger than the WWE. No one's bigger than AEW either. You know why? Because no one is bigger than professional wrestling. This business works when it's a collaborative effort. And CM Punk only wants it to be a collaborative effort when he is the superstar. When he is the diva. He's Plava Laguna. And guess what? Instead of him singing a beautiful aria aboard, uh, uh, abo- abo- above the spaceship in uh, Lost in Paradise, he's getting his gut shot out. Yes, I just made about three different e- references to the fifth element. You're welcome, nerds. Um, Brian is completely lost on that one. It's a sci-fi movie. It's not something that you would watch. It's a great movie, though. Um, CM Punk should be gone. I'll tell you somebody else that that viewers viewers and listeners of this show know and love would it said the exact same thing. His name is Reginald Johnson Eisenman. RJ and I talked about this in the last couple of days, and RJ's exact words: "His ass should be gone." I do not, and for me, it's not so much the going off on Hangman or going off on the Elite or going off over and over and over again about Colt Cabana. It's cutting off Tony Khan, not once, not twice at three different times to more or less the way he was speaking to Tony was he was putting baby in a corner and we all know you don't put baby in a corner CM Punk put himself above anything AEW and that in the wrestling world it's an unfair 
Harry Potter reference, boys and girls, it's an unforgivable curse. Unforgivable curses earn you a one-way ticket to Azkaban. Well, in pro wrestling, Azkaban is the employment line. Because I got news for you. AEW won't have won't want to have a damn thing to do with him. And guess who else won't? WWE. So your best bets now, Phil, if you want to continue to wrestle, are New Japan or Impact. Bye. Have a nice life. Because nobody, nobody else matters. I have been absolutely disgusted with this entire situation for the simple reason that it's one person putting themselves over everything else. We see it all the time in other sports. We see and look at how so many of these other athletes that put themselves above everything else and make stupid ass decisions in the process. Antonio Brown, Carol Owens. That's just two diva ass football players. Uh, one, one, it caught one of them. It cost him being a first ballot Hall of Famer, and the other one, everybody thinks he's just knucking futs. <laughs> Odell. Oh, Odell's like tenth, eleventh, twelfth on that list. Don't even get me started. Anyway, moving right along, let's get back on, get back on track here. I, if I'm Tony Khan, I don't see a world where Phil Brooks is even allowed back in the building. He's as much blacklisted as Enzo Amore is in WWE. And it's a shame it's come to that, but in, I, I'm sorry, are you, are you, at yeah. a stopping point? okay. I'm, I'm good for now. Okay. Emphasis, emphasis. On the phrase for now. So you're, what you're telling me is don't screw up. Don't say something that'll incite you. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. I will give AEW props for the way they handled Wednesday night's show. Because they took Punk and the Elite out of the signature that leads off the show. As Patrick said before, there were zero references to them by commentary. There were zero references to them by other wrestlers. I mean, MJF made a passing remark to Moxley about, oh, you went to sleep, you know. Right. Um, and I saw one sign in the crowd that... Uh, uh, now, I only saw the right half of it because it was a greater than equation. I And I thought it said something like Moxley is greater than punk or... You missed it. Oh, my God, you missed it. There I'll was have a, to go back and... Oh, you're going to have to go back. There was a yellow sign front and center of the crowd that had the word elite on it. And at on the left-hand side where the final E in elite is, they cut it out to where it looked like someone took a bite out of it. I forgot about that when I saw that, but there was another sign in the crowd that, you know, the 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 the, the Twitter thing where, you know... Let's start the debate, you know, where if, if I were to say, you know, Danhausen is greater than, you know, Everyone. Bruiser Brody, for example, you know, to try and get people like angry at me or something. 
And it was one of those that was, and I didn't see who was on the left side of the equation. But but what I feel like Tony did a great job of was rallying the troops and saying, you know, we need to go back and put the focus on the people that are here. He did a great job at the beginning with the recorded uh, vignette about laying out what the tournament was going to look like, the credentials of everybody who's in it, and then you and then. You had a great trios match to kick the show off with with the best friends and the Death Triangle. And I'm so happy the Death Triangle won um, because it's about time that, you know, Pac got featured a lot more. I still want him to be AEW champion, but I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, and then you had the match that I haven't seen yet between Brian Danielson and Hangman. Which I'm told and I've read is just. A chef's kiss. Not even the best match on the show. What would that be? That would be Wheeler oh. and, and uh, Daniel Garcia for the ROH Pure title. And that's I- another reason why I'm comfortable with, with saying what I said before. Because I'm if I'm Tony Khan, I look around my locker room. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to be good. Because we've yeah. got all these young up-and-comers. People like Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia, you know, Hook. And, and and all these people that need the spotlight shown on them more often. And then we have locker room leaders or people who, by their actions, dictate that they want to be locker room leaders. People like Jericho, Brian Danielson, John Moxley. I was ready to come on this show last week if it had been a, hey, here's what's going on topically. And laud CM Punk for that promo that he cut last week because it was a great piece of theater. You know, and then you had Ace Steel coming out because he had grabbed the open contract and he was like trying to knock some sense back into punk. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's let's go. And I didn't realize that it was all just a, you know, the master puppeteer, you know, look, look over here while the real thing is going on over here. But MJF coming out in the Josh Allen jersey. I'm like, oh, are we going full on babyface now? Because we need to, you know, balance the stakes out a little bit. Because we have, we need more babyfaces. And then he wipes his butt with it after Mox comes out and confronts him, and then he chases MJF away after his brilliant dual-edged promo and cuts a brilliant promo of his own. And I'm like, this is the AEW I've fallen in love with over the past three years. What John Moxley said on Wednesday. I don't know if you guys have seen it today, Friday, September 9th, uh, but in the early hours of this morning, over in the United Kingdom, there was a, uh, I cannot remember the name of the soccer show, uh, A League of Their Own is the name of the soccer show, and it's half soccer, half comedy. There's a, the famed and absolutely brilliant Welsh actor, Michael Sheen, delivered a, he was asked what his pregame speech to the Welsh national soccer team would be this coming November when they face England in the World Cup, which by the way would be uh, Wales' first appearance in 54 years. What would your... What would your 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 pregame remarks to the Welsh team be? And then they played some music behind him, and he talked about freaking promo. I literally can compare how fired up I was hearing Moxley 
cut that to what I heard today with Michael Shane. Guys, look it up. It is like you will you will hear this and you're like, all right, I want to be Welsh just 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 for this. I want to be Welsh just for this. Um, it was fiery and just had the the Welsh accent, and it was just like, oh, this is just badass. Same thing with Moxley. It was kind of one of those, you hear it, you want to run through a wall. And Moxley, all of a sudden, and maybe not all of a sudden, he was never really given the chance to do this that much when he was Dean Ambrose in WWE. Moxley has uncorked some massively wonderful promos over the past, I would say, six months. You know, Basically, since he came back from his, his sabbatical, he's clicked into another gear, and every time he gets on the microphone, it's eloquent, it's gravelly, it's determined, it's don't mess with me, but it's somebody you want to follow. You're like, yeah, I want to follow that guy. You know, he doesn't give a damn whether I follow him or not, but I'd be right there with him in the foxhole, the way Wheeler Yuta are and Brian Danielson and R- William Regal at Al are, you know, and Claudio. It's that's the kind of leadership that I want because yes, Moxley wants to be champion. And he, I think he may even said, you know, if you don't want to be champion, I don't know why you're here and all that. Right. But he was giving laurels to the people that he's gone to war against. You know, he was giving laurels to the young people, the younger guys who were in the tournament, Guevara and uh, Darby Allen and so on. And he was also giving props to Jericho props to Brian Danielson. And, and, And I'm like, that's, refreshing coming from him and that's the kind of stuff we need to do as you said patrick before and you're bang on the banana with it wrestling is at its best when it's a collective effort it's not just one guy trying to push his own agenda bang on the banana bang on the banana right on never heard that phrase in the in the almost 10 years that i have known you i have never once heard that phrase. it's it's british <laughs> So, I mean, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, my disappointment with the whole punk nonsense is receding once I realize, okay, I've made my peace with the fact that he's not the guy I thought he was, but I'm ready to move on because look at all this other stuff I get to watch and look at all this other stuff I get to choose from. And I look at all the things that WWE is now doing. Oh, oh. God, we you know about that. You know, and it's not just the people they're bringing back. It's the way they're making all the championships relevant again. The way they're presenting the Intercontinental and United States Championships now on Gunther and on um, Bobby or Bobby Lashley. Stop. Stop for one second. Let me finish this popcorn so I'm, I'm not spraying it all over my camera. Can we pause this AEW discussion, this CM Punk bash fest? The AEW couch session. Yes. And can we please, and I cannot believe I'm about to say this, never thought these words would come out of my mouth. Can we talk about that absolute classic that we got at Clash of the Castle between Gunther and Sheamus? Rochester. My chest hurt. My soul hurt. Like, and 
Did you see what that psychotic bastard Seamus did the day after? Went out, pictures all over social media, went out with family and friends to various pubs in Ireland and was drinking and had a buttoned up shirt and it was buttoned up to about here and you just saw red. Mike, he don't give a shit. He's just like, hey, hey, fella. Cheers. Here's how locked in WWE is. Earlier tonight, I caught the beginning or like a segment in the middle of SmackDown. The bloodline came out. Solo Psychoa is now running with his 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 ooses. As he's coming up or he's coming down to the ring, they ran a little package of why you should care about Solo Psychoa and they showed his exploits in NXT. And I'm like Storyline continuity, ladies and gentlemen, what a concept. It's not just some random dude we plucked out of catering. No, it's a guy who had a great run in NXT, and he's got a reason to be helping Roman out here. Uh-huh. You know, so it's it makes sense. It's not just some random dude we're going to plunk into the Roman Reigns storyline. No, he's got a real reason to be here. He's blood. And I love the way he kind of looked at Sami Zayn when Sami said, oh, come on, bring it in, buddy. And all he did was just kind of nod at him like, Okay, and then he went on to talk, you know, and my God, the storyline that Sami Zayn is under right now, it's, it's, it's storytelling 501. (laughs) It's brilliant. You know what? I, is there anybody else that wants to say anything else about this whole shit (laughs) that we're dealing with, with AEW? I have nothing else to say about it, and the reason why is we're not going to know more until, because the one part we kind of left out of this is the whole reason that you're hearing a lo- not a lot of things beyond speculation is there's legal ramifications to all of this because of the fact that there was a fight, and right. because of the fact that punches were thrown, property was damaged, biting happened, and, and stuff like that. So you might not hear anything about that because Tony and whoever else can't talk about it because there's probably a, a gag order on it of some kind. Well, good. So let the, instead instead let's talk. Let's switch gears for this next ten minutes. Yes. And let's talk about all of the holy shit shit that's happening with WWE. Okay. I want to point something out to you guys. We were on this show several months ago, probably about two months ago, talking about the hope that we hoped this could happen with WWE now that Vince McMahon was not in charge of creative and Triple H was. Yes or no? No other explanation. Did you expect this? No. Not even close. Not even close. Not this soon. Yeah, exactly. I thought it would take them some months. I thought it would maybe take them the rest of 2022 to, you know, figure everything out and let's, okay, let, let's reshuffle the deck and all this stuff. But obviously Triple H and Nick Khan and Stephanie must have had something in their back pocket, you know, 
because you don't just come up with all this out of the blue. You had to have been, you know, thinking about this and mulling it over and ruminating on it and, you know, fantasizing about like, what if I suddenly found myself in charge? What would I do differently? And here we are. I think RJ pointed out when the, the all the allegations first started that he thought that they had been planning for this. Well, it looks like they were. I remember that. I remember that conversation. So, I think for me, we've been building up to where we are now. And everything that we got at Clash at the Castle was not necessarily like like the culmination, but it's the end of the beginning. Because it's, okay, let's get some pieces in place. All right, now let's go. I've got, you know, people kept using the, um, there was a, um, a meme that people were using on Twitter whenever somebody new would come back in of Triple H as Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet and they'd have the different pictures. So you had Hit Row and Cross and Scarlet and Loomis and Gargano and now Braun Strowman. And it's just like, that. there you go. <laughs> um, Here's a quick question for you. Yes. In the next two months, do you think we see Bray? Or do we hold off on that just yet? Hold, hold. off. Okay. Hold. You know why? Who do you put Bray with? I don't put Bray with anybody until I have somebody put Bray with. Right. Um, because think about this. Can't do anything with Miz because he's in the middle Miz of has his own problems right now. <laughs> well, can we talk about one thing on Raw? That steel cage match between Miz and Lashley for the U.S. title. And Miz is climbing over the cage. And y'all, they got a camera angle from top down to the floor. And Dexter Loomis, here's the ring, and Dexter Loomis is this far out. His head's right here. And it's just that, that just dead stare. But the camera angle was literally like 20 feet straight above him. And I just thought to myself, Jesus H Christ, that is beautiful. Oh my God, that's, so we have gone in the last 60 days, we have gone from making 27 camera cuts during someone's entrance to that. Much like someone else's theme song says, it's a new day. Yes, it is. Uh. Um, the difference between WWE circa WrestleMania and WWE now, this is a completely different product. Night and day. A completely different product. And here's something even crazier, something that nobody's talking about. 
worlds collide Sunday afternoon. I had some issues with it because literally every NXT champion won titles. There were no, um, there were no, um, were no UK champions winning everything. Miko Satomura did not win the women's titles. Uh, Tyler Bate did not beat uh, Braun Breaker, which he totally should have. Don't get me wrong. I like Braun Breaker, but Tyler Bate, Jesus, man. Um, Big strong boy. Hey, and think about this. Both of those two guys are under the age of 25. Y'all, that's your future right there. Much like, much like, much like AEW can look to guys like, look to guys like Garcia and Yuta and Darby Allen and MJF and Jack Perry and go, yeah, that's our future. WWE can start there. Can start with, can start with a little, with a little short ass British kid that's a powerhouse and the son of a Steiner. Um, Yeah. Y'all wrestling's in good shape. <laughs> um, but the fact that we are looking at so many things right now in wrestling that we're getting <clears throat> good shit, pal. For real this time. Yeah, I know. For real. Um, I almost don't care about the whole CM Punk thing. You know why? I can hit mute. And unlike the one, the last time I referenced the mute button on this show, when I did a nice little rant mode on about how WWE was wasting the most precious commodity of all in time while AEW was about to begin, I don't have to worry about wasting my time now I can just choose where I want to invest my time and make sure that it's invested properly wisely wisely because guess what more often than not there's not a wrong answer now can't believe I'm saying those words um so let me ask you guys a question going back to AEW if you're Tony Khan, who walks out of Grand Slam as your as your new AEW World Champion? Go. Brian Danielson. It's time for him to have a legitimate long run with the championship. And, <clears throat> you know, we know the quality of matches he can put on with anybody. Um, I still am of the opinion that it's time to phase Jericho out. I think it's even time to give Moxley a bit of a, a break, a bit of a backseat. You know, he can still be sniffing around the championship. But I think Danielson's run with the championship is overdue. Because his health is what concerns me. I wonder how long he can go, you know, with the style of wrestling that he does. You know, I want to, you know maximize his potential while I've got him kind of thing. I'll give it to Moxley, and here's why. Moxley is the one guy on that list that can eat a loss to MJF. 
if Jericho wins the title, they can't they can't job Jericho out to MJF because that's heel versus heel. Danielson wins it, they can't job him out to MJF because you finally just put the title on um on Danielson. I forgot the MJF part of that equation. You can't put the title on Hangman because that means you're gonna build Hangman back up just to feed him to MJF. The only answer is Moxley. Because the next real AEW world champion is MJF. And MJF is world champion by Survivor Series. Even though it's a different company's pay-per-view, I'm using that as a reference point. MJF is world champion by Thanksgiving. He will be. Um, I still don't know. I still, right now, I can't figure out who you would be, who would be the champion at the time. But that's just me. I, I hear your points, and I and I see your points. just don't see it right now. So I, let's go back. We're kind of kind of playing a little bit of tennis right now, going back and forth. Um, we saw a clash of the castle. First off, shout out to WWE for that video package, bringing back broken dreams for uh, uh, Drew's entrance. That was sick. Thank you for doing that, because that was one of the best entrance themes WWE's ever had. I loved it. Um, but clearly, with the events of Clash of the Castle, Drew's not going to be the guy to take the title off of Roman. And if, that, and if they were going to do it, that was the perfect opportunity to take the title off of Roman. So, give me one name. Give, give me one name and one place, location, show, whatever. Who is the guy that's going to take it off of Roman? Don't everyone speak at one time. Uh, I'm waiting on you guys. I have my answer. I've had my answer ever since, since, God help us all, Tyson Fury starts singing in the middle of the damn ring with Drew McIntyre. (laughs) I already had my answer. The answer, the answer is, what is WrestleMania? Okay. That is the only answer. Okay. Who? Who just, oh. Uh, Scarlet, him and Scarlet. I can't think of his Carrying name. Cross. Cross. It's, it's got to be Carrying. They're not going to build Cross up to be that massive of a baby face. You got to have a mega baby face to do that. And there's only, there's only one person. By that logic, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Cody. As soon as as soon as that match ended, I went. I I was watching it with some, with uh, some with some friends and my mom, and I looked at everyone and went. They just showed their hand. They just showed their hand. Cody's going to win the Rumble. Cody's going to win at WrestleMania. Because if if they don't do it at Clash of the Castle. Because that was built up for that moment. I mean, 
the video packages, the, the vignettes they did, everything. It screamed build up Drew just for that pop. And that pop didn't happen. Okay. You, if, if you couldn't pull the trigger then, there's only one other place you can pull the trigger. Because you're not going to look. You're not gonna have him drop the damn title at Survivor Series. You're not gonna have him. And if and if he doesn't drop it at Survivor Series, the only way he's dropping it before WrestleMania is if the plan is Roman and Rock at WrestleMania. Here's a here's another question. Do you think they split the titles back, or are they not doing that oh. anytime soon? At one point they will. Okay. At some because I've given you this opinion before. I don't think we need Roman Rock. I know it's a ready-made storyline, but I mean, I don't... I guess I don't see the point. Four years ago, five years ago, yeah, it would have been great. We don't need Roman Rock. Hang on. I know why we might get it. Because why? of the box office. Exactly. Yeah. You because are doing- Rock's a proven commodity. You are doing WrestleMania in L.A. in that stadium, that absolutely gorgeous stadium. You, it's the perfect opportunity. If they don't do it here, they're never going to do it. Right. And the only, the only way Roman loses the title before WrestleMania is if the rock is if the rock commits to mania and then it's Roman rock. You're right. We don't need it, but we want it. Come on, Brian. I don't want, cause I know what the end results. Gonna be. Uh, and it's another chance for all of my friends to, Make fun of me for The Rock losing at WrestleMania. No, and here, no, and and I, I, dude, I'm gonna help you out on this one. When it happens, you just simply stand up in front of all of all of your friends, all of us that love you. You look at the TV and you say these three words: "I acknowledge you." Fine. Dude, let me get a pen and write that down. Speaking of press conferences, did you guys see the, the post press conference at uh, Kalash of the Castle? I did not. Oh my God. Roman Reigns comes up. Oh, yes, yes. He comes up, puts both belts on the title. Some British reporter asks him, you know, how he felt about the response he got from 60 some odd thousand people in Wales. And he looks at this guy and goes, acknowledge me. The reporter says, I acknowledge you. Picks up both belts, throws them both over his shoulder. And I'm going to censor this one. He goes, you GD right, you do. And walked out. <laughs> I'm like. And Triple H is just sitting there. <laughs> Ka-ching! That's yeah. exactly what he's doing. Roman Reigns. I'm sorry 
to people that are stuck on the in the entire world of AEW, but I I have text message proof that the leader of your entire establishment, one Re- Reginald Johnson Eisenman, agrees with me on this one. And this conversation has happened since Clash at the Castle. Roman Reigns is the best thing going in pro wrestling right now. I've say, and you know what? Oh, I have, I, I have really tried lately on this show not to like overly toot my own horn because I know how much I drove both of these guys nuts during the spring of trivia with Tatum and all of that crap. But I want to point this out. I was on that train before anybody else. I called that one. It would be really neat. And I'm sure this... Acknowledge him. Don't acknowledge me. I'm just, you know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm just the reverend of the rant, the pastor of pissed off. I'm just an advocate. (laughs) Prophet of rage. Acknowledge him. It would be really interesting, and I'm sure this exists somewhere, maybe even on the network, because the network has actually added a few things to it. Mm -hmm. They have a feature called, you know, rivalries, where you can click and just watch a rivalry from start to finish. The one problem is you have to search within the episode to find it, but quibbles. It would be interesting to go all the way back to SummerSlam 2020 and watch the evolution of Roman's character from that point when he came back from his hiatus, his COVID-induced hiatus, um, you know, because he's immunocompromised and all that, till now. Because, you know, you thought him, you know, showing up towards the end of that match between Braun and Bray was saying something. And then we weren't prepared for him sitting backstage and, you know, the camera pans to his left and there's, you know, his tribal chief sitting next to him. Um, From that point till now, it's just been a sea change. Um, Everything about Roman. From the entrance. Look, I don't even mind anymore that his entrance takes seven and a half, seven and a half hours. I mean, his entrance takes longer than the Undertaker's, for God's sakes. But... And, and I'm I, sure that's by design. We're going to lean into it, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I agree with everything you said in that. I would love to go back and just look at how that maturation process has gone on. It'd be a lot like, because I know there's uh, some mega some mega clips on YouTube of um, all of the Firefly Fun Houses, one right after the other. I'd love to see that. You know, some... I, you know, seeing something like that, seeing something like the maturation of Roman Reigns and like the true zenith of the tribal chief, of the head of the table. Um, I personally think that'd be brilliant. Um, Isaac, that's your homework for this weekend, bud. Get on that now. Just just start, you know, start ripping those tracks, putting it together. 
Some bonus content for the Wrestling with Egos fam. Yeah, it might take me a long time. To... Roll up those sleeves. Let's go. I'll, I'll get you some barbecue. I'll get you some. Uh, I'll get you a cold beer, and uh, you'll, you'll, we'll get you through it. Hey, I know where I know. I know places where you can find that cold beer. I know. I'm, I might know a guy. <laughs> I'll have another cold beer. Cold beer. I might. Hey, I might know a guy. What, what, what's your poison? Um, IPAs, lagers. A nice stout. I I can stouts, porters, Germans. Funny thing, guys, I don't drink, so I know. Another interesting thing about Isaac, and uh, and obviously, uh, if you have a problem with me saying this, I will edit this out. Uh, Isaac's allergic to chocolate. Oh, you can leave that in. Okay. Didn't know if we, but, and we, we find the irony in all of this because when we would all get together pre-COVID over at Brian's house to watch all these wrestling pay-per-views, Isaac, every time we always brought, we it was potluck kind of deal. We always brought food. Isaac would always bring in the most God blessed, amazing chocolate cake. And it's a. I'm probably a year into hanging out with all of these people at B's house, and then I learned that Isaac is allergic to chocolate, and my brain melted in Brian in in Brian Aloysius Krigo's kitchen. She's like, "Wait, what? You're allergic to chocolate, and you make this cake? Yeah." You're allergic to it, and you make this. You can't even taste it to let be like, oh, does that taste right? And We're going to nominate him for sainthood later this week. <laughs> damn right. So, I mean, that dude, hey, that's what, that is one thing I miss about not being, not being able to, to get together and circumstances are, what are, are as they are because once COVID happened, life changed so much for so many of us, not just because of COVID. You know, other things happen. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one thing I miss is that badass chocolate cake. That was definitely good shit, pal. We will we will have to get the gang back together somehow, some way, you know. The the South will rise again. Sorry. <laughs> we don't need that right now. <laughs> yeah, you might wanna yeah, that's not we don't need that saying right now. Do that in, it's just gonna be like <laughs> now we'll leave that we'll leave that one in and we'll just we'll, we'll just let the uh, the the irony there head in where the southerners backing away and the black man up there is just like no 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 <laughs> we don't leave that over there no you probably should you probably shouldn't leave it over there no dude it's fine my, my guilty conscience now is getting there, no, there, cut that part out now, there are worse things that have been said on this show. Besides, there's only we only have 47 subscribers. Like anybody's ever going to pay attention to this shit. For the, for if the, you're still listening an hour and 14 minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah. For the Indians, no runs on one hit. We only one, got one goddamn hit. Harry, you can't say goddamn on the air. Oh, who cares? Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> greatest line from the history of the greatest line from the greatest baseball movie ever, ever. Uh, there ever. were some great lines in that movie, by the way. So what? 
There were some great lines in that movie, by the way. Hey, I'm not going to you haven't. I'm not going to start because we'll be at a, a four-hour show because I'll quote the whole movie. Oh, I know, right? A, such a great movie. Um, which, you know what? Unless something catastrophic happens next week, I propose we um, take a little venture off the beaten path next week for our next show. How about, gentlemen, a discussion about movies? And not, and not just wrestling movies. We'll talk about wrestling movies because there are some, some good, some bad, and then there's Ready to Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a discussion of sports movies. Oh man! Unless something catastrophic happens. Okay. Fair. Like, you know, like That's fine. Verbal diarrhea all over a microphone for the second straight week in a row. I'm good with that. All right. I'll see if I can't bring in uh, a, a special guest. So I, I do know, I, I do know a very capable and very, uh, very well publicized film critic. No, not me. <laughs> So I will uh, I will see if he's available. Could be fun. So, gentlemen, that being said, any final thoughts from uh, from my two brethren of uh, brethren of the ego maniacal show? No, I th I think we've said quite a bit tonight. <laughs> I think I think I'll just let it let it rest. I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the future in both promotions. That's what I'm looking for. Agreed. Well, cue the music. It's time to get out of here. We appreciate you guys so much for making this episode of Wrestling with Egos part of your viewing and listening experience. Again, don't forget, don't forget, be part of this conversation and any other conversation we've ever had on this show. Hit us up on Twitter at WrestlingXEgos. WrestlingWithEgos at gmail.com is the email address. Isaac is at I the fourth on Twitter. Brian is B Krigo15, and I'm at rant mode on, and we are out of here. Thank you guys so much for watching the show. Uh, for the guys, for myself, everybody else involved with the show. This has been Wrestling with Egos, and this is why we love wrestling.